So in this upcoming program, this relationship program that I have, that I am in the works, seven years in the works, there's a space where I talk about um, the effects of unhealed trauma within a relationship. And so I'm not going to go over that entire section in detail. It is very intense, but I do want to talk about having a partner or even being a partner who has this level of responsibility to basically deal with your own um, issues internally. So more so in the program, I talk about how this affects a relationship and how it results in, you know, the habits and, you know, how it makes the other partner feel and, you know, the difficulty within the relationship of trusting and being trusted and just all around how you can pull from because it's not to say that you will have an unsuccessful relationship. It's just to say that there are things that sometimes you are unaware of. And these are some tools that you can use. Now, one thing I like to talk about is emotional intelligence. And with emotional intelligence, this is knowing that you are a really good person. You are a very good person, an amazing person, an awesome partner. But you can also still be the villain, I would say, in another person's unhealed trauma story. So you can be this person that shares all of this good and, and provides all of the support that you are able to and you can still be looked at as if you were the destroyer of their life. Now, a lot of people who have gone through some very damaging emotional, mental, even physical experiences will continue to live their life as normal. You, they won't look like it. They don't, they don't necessarily speak about it, but the effects of that trauma that they have endured, it can heavily, listen to all words, it can heavily impact the relationship, the motivation of that person and their mood, heavily. So <laughs> one thing that, um, comes out without being without it being spoken is irritability. These people are very easily agitated. These people are, you know, who've gone through these things and have not dealt with them are very easily agitated. They are have an inability to to sit. Sit, sit for a, a long time with the, with like just doing nothing. They have um, 
they don't necessarily aren't able to sleep easily. Um, they like to shut down uh, quicker than usual. Um, they some of them have a disconnection from people. You know, they can, and like I said, they'll live life as normal and they'll be around and they'll do these things. But all in all, when these um, moments or, you know, things come in, then a lot of this stuff is manifested. Like, they just don't feel safe. They avoid certain activities and certain people in certain situations like and 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 only it only declines without proper care and the proper care has to come from that person like starting with that person they do need outside assistance but it has to start with how they feel within themselves and and try to uh pinpoint those unusual behaviors and habits that they have that are leaning more towards risky and, and, and dangerous and um, chronic irritability and, you know, these things. So how can you basically, you being someone who has dealt with these issues and gone through your stages of grief and you know just dealing with all that how can you help another person who has not who has this unhealed trauma number one they have to recognize that they have unhealed trauma they have to recognize that they have an inner battle they have to recognize this for themselves because without them recognizing this for themselves you'll be no good you're going to be the one ending up needing recovery um so by let's let me go over some things that you can some places that you can start really quickly without going into detail but you can start by just believing in your relationship or believing in your connection by you know knowing that you have a connection that has a foundation having that stability is one thing um you have to resist the urge to fix your partner a lot of the times people will want you you well you say you love me you say you're here do this for me fix this for me fix it. you have to resist that because th there is a urge for you to say let me do this for you let me help you let me fix you have to resist that on a certain level um you have to but what you can do is maintain healthy communication please this is this is key if not the first thing what i believe the first thing is believing in your relationship but maintain healthy communication because these people are easily agitated easily bothered by the smallest simplest thing and so you have you can start by creating that strong foundation of support and it does start through communication, healthy communication, not just throwing off and shooting off, but just actually being there, being understanding, actively listening and, and, and trying your best to 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 be who you are and be there for them. It's also important that you take care of yourself through your loved one's healing process, because if not, <laughs> 
If you don't maintain your own well-being and you allow um, your partner to, you know, go through their, their recovery process and you participate in the ways that you can, you're going to need a process of recovery because of what you're dealing with trying to, to be um, involved in this process. I don't feel like there's an involvement. There's a support, a realm of support where you're here, you're not leaving, you believe in this relationship, you know, this is something because I heard this other statement. It says you can't heal where you where where you were hurt or something like that. And I'm trying to fit this in because in a sense, normally when you had when you're partnered up with someone who has this unhealed trauma, it did come before you. So in a sense, it's not like you're the one that hurt them or you're not the one that hurt them. So you, you, you know what I'm saying? You can be there for them or you can help them through this process. I'm trying to make it make sense before I started talking. I didn't think about this, but in a sense, it's like, Hey, you have to recognize that you see them, you see them, you see that they, they are in this realm. But you have to communicate and understand if they even see themselves there. Because number one, if they don't see themselves there, there's really nothing you can do. Because if you continue on, you're going to need a process of recovery. You're going to have to go through grief. I'm in the moment of going through grief myself. So I'm going back to my program on grief, reading through grief and dealing with this grief because it's a different type of grief. When I first uh, put together this program for grief, it was because of a a person who lost someone, you know, like to, to physical death. And I didn't realize, and even though this person was like their partner, I still didn't realize that you, there was a grief from losing someone who is still, but who is still living. So losing a connection and losing a person that you thought you had, there's a process of grief. So every situation is particular. And if you don't allow yourself to be very well taken care of from within, you're going to have to go through a, a process of recovery, a process of healing, and a process of grief because you're going to grieve that connection. You're going to wonder what it was about you and it's nothing about you it has very little to nothing to do with you it's because of trauma that is within them that they have a battle they are battling whether they know about it or not it is felt and it is seen because it's manifested in their physical waking life it is manifested That's where these different types of attachments come from. So, and I'm talking about adults. I'm talking about adults. So, everybody sees their trauma differently. Everybody recovers differently. And so, it's going to have different effects on the relationship. I can only 
share the experience of I can only share the experience of my situation and and wondering why this program has taken so long to be put together and now I'm starting to see okay there are things that I had to experience firsthand you know there are situations that I had to be face to face with instead of just book knowledge because the book knowledge is good you know I can relay book knowledge but it's different when I've lived this or experienced this and I have a deeper insight and can say this is how it was handled because with my situation I handled it by trying to be there by trying to be there how they wanted me to this is another thing when a person who is going dealing with inner issues they're going to tell you what they want you to do or what they need you to do for this to work that is not you are very intelligent you are emotionally intelligent and you know that you have to provide a certain level of care for yourself in order to share that with somebody else a person who is in a situation having unhealed trauma or just personal issues does not know what they need I know that doesn't sound right but they're not in the mind frame of really understanding how to come up out of this in a healthy manner they know how to come up out of it but it's only temporary until these things are sorted out are faced and dealt with it's going to continue on this is going to be their way of life their chosen way of life because this is not a situation where you don't know any better you know you're dealing with something because it, sh it shows. Even if you can't feel it, if you're that desensitized, you can see it in your outside world because every situation you get in ends in the same manner or similar manner. So with these different types of trauma, there are different types of, of recourses that you have to go through. But most of the time, they all end up exhibiting this anxiety or this agitation or, or this impatience or this, the, the um, intrusive ideas and the irritability and the chronic anger and the acting out and the, you know, difficulty just being with, being with and around, surrounded by others. These things have to be in order to live what I found out for myself. I've, I've grown and I've always basically had this fantasy life that I've wanted to live. And I work, uh, work myself into a space of trying to understand how, how can one live this life without that, um, I like to call it behind the curtain drama or whatever it's like you see people and they're out here doing this and they're doing that but then when they go home they're sad and they're this and i was like god i don't want that i want to be happy in front of the um curtain and behind the curtain so what i found for me was self-embraced living and with that that's basically i can live however i want to live no matter what i'm doing where i am i don't have to put on a smile 
for a camera and then go home and argue and, and, and defend me. Like, I don't want to do that. And so when I found myself doing that, I was like, this is, that's it. This is it. Because I was trying to be that fixer. I was trying to be, you know, this person who was wanting to force communication and force a, a um, commitment and, and all of these things. And I was like, you know what? I am not in control of this situation. I'm not in control of this person. This person does not belong to me. So a release is needed. A release was needed. Because I want to live my life fully embraced. I want to be happy when I go to sleep. I want to be happy when I wake up. I want to be happy while I'm washing the dishes. I don't want to have to wash the dishes to take my mind away from the dramas of the day. I don't want to. I just that's not that's not my life. My fantasy life is actually being accepted and accepting fully. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I don't need the glamour. I don't need the lights. I'm I'm fine in in the um dawn of day or the dusk of night. Either way it goes, I I have me and I know me. And I know that I'm a, I am an amazing person. I know that I'm an amazing partner. I'm actually phenomenal. So, for me to allow myself to be put in a mixture of crass confusion just inner chaos when I came from literally none of that but I, I accepted knowing that this would be some work this would take work it's good when you know yourself this is not what I'm talking about this is, has nothing to do about knowing yourself this is about knowing the issues the inner issues the inner trauma that you have endured that you have suffered that you have survived and dealing with these things, all of these things have to be dealt with because what I learned through my eyes, I had to empty myself out of those things. They were in the way. They were in the way of me making commitments for years. They were in the way of me being emotionally attached to sex. So when I finally experienced sex with an emotional attachment, Everything spewed over that I believed I was ready for, that I believed that my, my, this man was ready for, but it was, I was taking in too much of the mixture in the desires and then the work, the desires and then the work, the work has to be done first. That's the, what I learned the hard way. That work, and not just in in, in what I learned on uh, yesterday, not to yeah yesterday, is although I've done my work, it doesn't mean that it's, it's 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 how can I say? What did she say? It's work from the past. There's work from the past that has to be cleared, which I I get and I can understand that. But I can't continue to go on questioning my capability, 
questioning the God that, that the, the God that, you know, provides life for me in order to be a part of another person's situation. I'll say that because what, what is more important? Yes, it's important for me here, for me to be here for you, but it's also important for you to be here for me. And, and in order for you to be there for someone, you've got to deal with your bullshit. I'm trying to use another word, but it's, it's bullshit because yes, you've gone through it. And it, it was a very, um, life altering or I'm not going to say life, but emotionally altering situation. It caused you to look at things a certain differently now and you know, this and that. So if a person does not want to deal with that, they in essence cannot care for you. It's not that they don't care for you because anybody can say, I care for you and I love you, but they can't show these things. These, these, these temporary pleasures and these appeasements, those don't determine a person being in love with you. Those don't determine a person being in love with you, having love, holding, holding space, just being present in your life. Being present in the in the experiences of life. A person with all of this baggage is unable to carry that as well. And, and you can't help them carry the load of that other stuff. Because you have to carry the weight of the, the relationship, of the connection. Because maintaining a connection is, is enough work by itself. That's why you have to clear and cleanse and, you know, go through this work, whether you call it shadow work, whatever you want to call it, you have to develop this self-embraceness. Yeah, I like self-embraceness of life, of living, and of loving. So that is the only thing that you have to share with the next person. You can always review and reference what you've gone through, how you dealt with it, but to continually fight it as well as fight to keep your bond strengthened, that is going to be chaotic and um, it's not successful. It is not successful without recognizing that you have these things to deal with and it doesn't necessarily have to be traumas of relationships it's traumas from childhood it's tra it's just traumas of things that you've gone through and dealt with i know with me some things i was ashamed of some things i felt like nobody needed to know but i got outside of that and i was like i don't care this happened to me that happened to me this person did that that person did this and I dared anybody to say anything different because it happened. It happened to me. And I don't feel like it was handled appropriately, especially when I'm a child. Could I have gone to the authorities? Yes, but I thought the authorities were the adults in my life. I didn't think the adults would blame me or, you know, basically not do much of anything. So this is why a lot of people are in situations where they feel like when that person didn't get in trouble for doing this. Don't worry about that because one thing that I've, I've experienced and seen is God is a protector of his. 
And I'm not saying that to be rude, but I've seen what happens to some of these people in life who just flat out push this trauma on other, another person and cause chaos within this person's body or within this person's life. And so you could call it karma. You could call it what you want to call it. It's a balance of life or whatever you want to call it. But I call it God's protection. I call it God is the only one that gets revenge. Because I didn't I didn't seek out revenge on these in any of these people. I did my best to just let it go. I did my best to let it go. Was I successful every time? Probably not. I wanted to act out. I wanted to retaliate. I wanted to hurt them. But I I cried. I just sat back and cried. And I took it out on God. God, why are you doing this? God, where are you? And the whole time he was just patient with me. He was, he was, he is just so patient with me. God to me is a man. <laughs> I don't, God is a man to me. Because he holds me in a way that I've never been held before. That I've always wanted to be held. He, he allowed me to experience that through a, a human person. But at the same time, like I said, it's a human person. Humans deal with shit. Humans have shit they got to clear out. God is all. God is the balance. So I'm not saying God don't deal with shit. God is the balance of the shit and the sugar and the salt. And the season and the girl. God is all. So God don't put this heaviness on us. A person will put their heaviness on you. And then expect you to carry it as if it's your own. And that is where the confusion comes in. That's where you become the villain. That's where it's your fault. That's where, you know... You're not focusing on the right thing. You're right, because I'm focusing on you. I care about you. I'm concerned. So that right there caused me, calls to me to take my concern elsewhere. Angel, be concerned about you. That's where that's 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 the point that I am at now. Be concerned about you. Only be concerned with those things that are a part of your life. That are in front of you right now. What you can actually step into and progress from. I didn't think I was going to be talking <laughs> this long. But that that's it this relationship program will be coming out soon i wish i had a date i don't know i just got the cover back and um i think i have to resend it uh so that it can be redone but i am anticipating this just as much as you are because i'm i'm ready to go through this program um I am ready to go through this program. Like I said, I'm going through this grief program right now. But this relationship program is very, very, um, it was a partnered project. I don't know now 
because um that section that was partnered is it was i i was anticipating that part but um i just want to share this and and share in the enlightenment of being you and loving how you love and being in a relationship because being in, being with someone is amazing just to have someone to look at to look to to support for someone to hold you up for you to be there to be able to hold them up it's all amazing so with that being said i appreciate you as a listener and email me for anything any suggestions comments prayer requests i've been getting a lot of those lately but it's not no no issue i need this for myself so until next time stay happy stay healthy stay healing